Welcome back to this week's edition of a Gishmak of our podcast. The Torah tells us an unbelievable Yisoyed in the beginning of this week's Parsha. When Klal Yisrael will go out to fight, and if one of the soldiers in Klal Yisrael's army will desire a woman that is not Jewish, he is permitted to take her as a wife. What is going on here? We know we're not allowed to marry non-Jews. It is not permitted, it is usur, to intermarry. But here we find that it's mutter. What's the pshat? Says all the commentaries, most namely Rashi and the Ramban, from the Gedolei Rishonim, that this person was disoriented, he was overcome with taiva, with lust, he wasn't in his setting, it's unfair for the Torah to be able to ask him to be able to overcome his desire, and therefore it is permitted. And one thing that the, the great Bali Musser of yesteryear explained to us, which is that if this is permitted because the Torah tells us that this man, it's, it's unfair to request of him to overcome his physical nature, therefore we see from here also that everything else that the Torah says that we can overcome, everything else that the Torah tells us is us or is prohibited, we can withstand it, we can overcome it, we can fight back. Just this is too strong and therefore it's mutter. That is a whole idea in and of itself. But the great mashkiach of the mere yeshiva, Hagoin Hagodol, Rabbi Yeruchim Levav, tells us an unbelievable uh, tweak on this idea to help us in our daily fight against our evil inclinations. Says the mashkiach, what happened here is that a man was disoriented and off course, and therefore the Torah permits it, because he wasn't in this right frame of mind to be able to fight back, and therefore it's mutter. But if, if you look in the Pasuk, or the Psukim following this, we find that although it may be permitted to marry her, the Torah tells us that you should take her, shave her head, make her look disgusting, grow her fingernails out, to make her look as manuvel, to make her look disgusting to you. Which Rabbi Yeruchim explains something unbelievable. We see from here that even after a person fails, after a person falls, it doesn't mean just throw away the book. It doesn't mean throw the baby out with the bathwater. It doesn't mean to be miyayish. Just because a person fell, that's when a new battle begins. We find this throughout Shas and throughout the Musar's farm, this idea of fighting, and even though you fall, getting back up and fighting. Perhaps this takes, um, this Yusoy can help us in a few specific areas. The Gemara in Ksubis tells us that a person should say thank you to his head, thank you to his skull and his brain, in Maidim, literally say thank you, because when he's spacing out during his davening, during his prayers, when his words, when his heart gets up to modim, the prayer where the part in Shemona Esther, when we bow, our head subconsciously bows, our body naturally bends over without us even thinking. As if to say, although we're not having proper kavana, proper conversation in our davening, our head bends over and still remembers that we have to bow. And that's already a point in Hakara Satov and giving proper thanks. But I'd like to say that what happens after the modem? 
when a person's spacing out, he's up to modem, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he feels somebody bending over. Oh, wait, that's me. I'm bending over because I'm up to modem. And now he's got some shalom and a kainetzar left over. He's got two brachas left of the Shemona Esrei. He's already lost. He's fallen to his Yetzirah, his evil inclination, and now we might be able to say, I've lost the Shemona Esrei. Or does he say, I still have Sim Shalom. I still have a Lekai Nitzar. I can hop around these last two brachas in Shemayin Esrei. That's what makes a person great. That way he finishes his Shemayin Esrei. We find this. A person could come home. Who knows? Maybe at the end of a long day, a man or a woman could come home from work and say something he didn't mean. Something that was, oh, I had a tough day. And it puts a dark cloud over the night, and who knows what will happen? He thinks the night might be lost. Or does he say, name, I said something I didn't mean, I said something that wasn't nice, and now I'm sorry, and let's move on from this point on, and weiter. So strong is the Yetzirah's desire for us to throw away everything when we've already fallen. This is not the idea of Sheva Yipol Tzadik Vikam, that a person who's, who's faced with different challenges beat some, and lose some. This is in the same challenge, in the middle of the same fight, still fighting back. The person has lost. He has fallen for someone who is, he is usher to marry, and the Torah tells us, don't give up. Make her disgusting to you. Fight back. Perhaps we should write new G'daylem books. I heard this from one of the, his name is Rev Zev Smith. New G'daylem books that focus on the G'daylims, the, the, the sense that they were regular people. And through tremendous effort and fight is what made them G'daylim. Through un, inhumane strength to overcome their Yetzirah. But not the G'daylim stories that they knew Shas by six years old and gave a public drusha for an hour and a half by the age of seven. Avada, that's what the G'daylim are. But so much of what their greatness is, is the ability to have the Kavana in, 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 after it hasn't gone well at the beginning. Not to say the G'daylim don't have Kavana the whole entire Shemanesrei. They do. But if there ever was a time, they chopped around the end of it. Perhaps it's another underlying message in the blowing of the Shoifar, the entire Chaydash El. Why don't we wait to blow it on Rosh Hashanah? Like the Rambam tells us in Hilchas Shuvah that we blow the Shoifar to be able to wake us up from our slumber. Uri yeshenim mishinaschem. Mehevle azman. Wake up, wake up and do tshuva. So maybe blow it on Rosh Hashanah to start my tshuva for Yom Kippur. Let's blow it a week before Rosh Hashanah. The Gansa Elul. Every single day in Elul. Maybe perhaps another idea is that throughout Elul, even when you had an afila, that you made a Kabbalah for Elul, or you tried to do tshuva for Elul, and you fell, you get right back up, you hear the shaifer again the next day. It's this constant fight, the constant battle. We don't even have to say the famous adage of it about it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. It's obvious to us. Every single morning, we hear a shaifer, let's get up and do it again. We can fight back. We can counterattack. We can come back from 28 to 3 at halftime to win the Super Bowl. We can resist. We can defend. Because through fighting back, we are already victorious.
What an unbelievable yesoid from the mashkiach that we learned from the beginning of this week's parsha. Let's all be zoicha to fight with all of our koichas, and the Abishar should bless us that through our fights we should be zoicha to tshuva shleima b'mherbi amenu. Thank mm-hmm. you.